0: Really? <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they're the ones in the captain's chair. They are the ones in charge. They are the host with the moment and they are the ones at the wheel. Therefore, they are steering the ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome, glad to have you all here. Welcome to His Heartline for episode 471. And today we're going to be reading out of the book of Genesis again, chapter 10, and then we'll have a little bit of a summary. We'll close out the show in prayer, and then we'll continue on to the next conversation on the other side with the next show. So anyways, welcome, glad to have you all here. It is Sunday, March 5th, 2023. It is Sunday, March 5th, 2023, and we are almost, we we're we just inching away closer and closer to spring and I tell you what today never felt more like it because um today during my workday, uh when I was doing my last load in Grand Rapids it was literally 64 degrees and for March that's pretty unheard of for Michigan so pretty excited about that so uh but of course uh as we get closer to the following weekend here coming up it's supposed to dip back down and we're supposed to get some more snow so ye freaking ha to that so i'm just excited about that all right so we're gonna get right into it but before we get right into it like i said i always like to start a little bit off with a little bit of humor uh with my favorite uh, dads on tiktok they have a channel uh they like to call it doc talk where they tell stupid one-liner dad jokes so let's get a couple in and then we'll get into the reading i wouldn't worry about your smartphone or your tv spying on you so that vacuum cleaner's been gathering dirt on you for years <laughs> i have a disease where i can't stop telling airplane jokes my doctor says it's terminal Stupid. a history degree is useless there's no future in it <laughs> i'm not a fan of elevator music it's bad on so many levels <laughs> I had to kick Cinderella off the softball team. She just kept running away from the ball. Kept wondering why the baseball kept getting bigger. Then it hit me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> these guys are great. I love these guys. They have such funny little one-liner jokes. Some of them are stupid, but by and large, most of them are pretty good. You gotta admit they're they're pretty they're pretty solid. So, anyways, they it's, that's our little bit of uh, you know dad jokes for the evening there. So, okay, we're gonna get right into the reading. So. Again, we are reading out of Genesis chapter 10. We're reading out of the New King James Version. That would be the New King James Version. that seems to be very popular among most of the listeners here. I'll be quite honest with you. I'm actually really enjoying it myself because, like I said, I usually bounce back and forth from the uh, New American Bible Revised Edition. And sometimes I'll go to the NASB 95 edition. But you know what? I think NASB 95 is actually kicked to the curb. I think the New King James Version is going to be my second go-to, my second favorite. I really do like this, actually. So we're going to be talking about the nations descended from Noah. Uh, So we'll talk about that. That's about 32 verses here uh, in chapter 10, and it reads like this. Now, this is the genealogy of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And the sons were born to them after the flood. Wait a minute. Did I already do this one? Let me see. No, I did not. Okay. It just kind of sounded familiar from yesterday. Okay. The sons of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Mediah, or Jove, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. The sons of Gomer were, oh, here we go. We're going to have a ton of names. I'm going to butcher a lot of these names. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm almost wondering if I should just completely... Skip this because it's nothing but names. Hmm. I don't know. What say you guys? Should I skip the genealogy and go right to chapter 11? It's nothing but names. I don't know if there's going to be anything good that's going to come out of this. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like looking forward, like I'm looking down here and there's just so much. I don't know what say you guys, Leslie Liberty says, yes, we're going to go with the first vote. Chris in Michigan says thumbs up. Yeah, we're moving on. <laughs> we're going to 86 chapter 10. That's uh, that's just ridiculous. I am not reading a ton of names that I'm just going to end up butchering. <laughs> we're going to move right onto the tower of Babel. That sounds better. <laughs> I tell you what, if for some of you that did, weren't here, And my wife even says it, skip it for some of you that weren't here for the show. When I discussed this, uh, like I said, we had a Christmas mass, actually a couple of them uh, when I was when, you know, when, when, well, anyway, I think I said this story already, but I'll, I'll brief it up. Um, I think it was the book of Matthew, maybe where the priest was going through all the genealogy of Jesus's uh, lineage and he looked over at us and to really make a long story short into like 5 seconds he looked over at me and my wife and my wife of course is just laughing because just hearing all the names like Jesus was the descendant of Joseph and Joseph was a descendant of Abraham and Abraham was a you know was second cousins with with Paul and Paul you know dated his you know mother's best friend and it's like oh my gosh so we're hearing this and my wife is just losing it it's 11 o'clock at night, 1130 at night. It's midnight mass. We're just ready to go home, but we're there. Right. And the priest looks over at her, sees her laughing and almost loses it himself. It was, it was great. It was absolutely great. My wife almost ruined Christmas mass by her laughter. (laughs) Okay. So we're moving on Genesis chapter 11. All right. Sorry, Genesis chapter 10. Not that Noah's, uh, you know, lineage isn't important, but that's just not going to get us anywhere today. All right. The tower of Babel and Shem's descendants. Oh dear goodness gracious. We just can't get away from the descendants. All right. Well, we're going to try to muster through this. Okay. Tower of Babel. And it reads chapter 11. (laughs) Now the whole earth had one language and one speech, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had bricks for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Now come, let us go down, and there confuse their language, and they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the earth, and they ceased building the city. Therefore its name is called Babel, because the Lord confused the language of the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the earth. Hate to break it to you guys but for the remaining uh 16 verses looks like we're still going to get a little bit of descendant genealogy stuff here from shem <laughs> so it says right here starting with verse 10 and this is the genealogy of shem shem was 100 years old and begot our two years after the flood and after he begot our shem lived 500 years and begot sons and daughters Arfax lived 35 years and begat Salah. And after he begat Salah, Arfax lived 403 years and begat sons and daughters. And you know what? We're just going to skip all this because, again, it means nothing. So let's get down to verse 27. No, you got to be kidding me. We're talking about Terah's descendants in genealogy. Come on. Guys, I just don't know. I just don't know. How about. uh, yeah, I, there's just no way. I mean, you guys already voted to skip through the genealogy of the last one. Yeah. You know what? We're just going to go right to the summary because it's just more names and who is related to who. So (laughs) no way. Okay. So basically the chapter context, that's going to be like the shortest reading ever, you know, Jim, goodness gracious so obviously genesis 10 provided a tablet of the nations describing the peoples and the tribes that descended from noah's three sons which we were not about to go and read so genesis 11 describes how god scattered the peoples of the world after confusing their language to stop building the tower of babel right to stop building the babel and its tower and so the chapter also provides a direct genealogy, which again we will not read um, but a genealogy from noah Abram and then introduces Abram by way of his father Terah and then the following chapter will begin the story of Abram and God's chosen people Israel. So as we kind of look into the you know the summation of chapter 11 Genesis 11 contains three sections. So the story of the Tower of Babel and then the genealogy of Shem to Abram and a description of the life of Terah. So Abram's father uh Excuse me, Tara Abram's father. Now, Abram will later be renamed Abraham, and he will become one of the most important figures in Israel's history. history. Now, the events surrounding the building of the city and the Tower of Babel are breathtaking. God exercises his power, authority, and creativity to confuse the language of all the peoples of the earth and then to disperse them geographically around the known world. Now, God's reason for doing so is equally fascinating as the families of Noah's children, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, grew and they continued to live together as a community with one language and one culture. Almost kind of sounds like one world government right there. Now, eventually they moved to an area known as Shinar and they began to build a massive city with a huge tower. Now, to avoid being separated from each other, they plan to make themselves great and powerful on the earth. Now, not only did the people disobey God's command to fill the earth, but they apparently did not acknowledge God or seek his help. Big mistake. Very big mistake. Because they became arrogant in their self-reliance and in their accomplishments. And some scholars would actually think that, The building of the tower was an attempt to evade a future flood from God and possibly as a symbol of man's power. Now, God acknowledged that nothing would be impossible if they continued to operate as one people with one language. But the comment, but this comment has been interpreted in various ways, but seems to follow the same line of thought God used prior to the flood. Now, left alone, mankind can find a way to commit any act of evil imaginable but to prevent this God confused and dispersed the people and so this second involving the Tower of Babel is composed as a kind of like as a chasm in a way right meaning like a literally a literary mirror image um, and everything mankind attempts in the first half of the narrative is undone in the second half. The building of the city, Babel, later to be called Babylon ceases. Now, later when the Israelites came into conflict with the powerful Babylonians, the name of the city was reminded, or I should say was a reminder, that God's power was far greater than the plans and might of mere human beings. Now, the second section of this chapter, again, which we refuse to read, um, but you know, it provides a simple genealogy from Noah's son, Shem to Abram, showing specifically how God's people descended in a direct line from one to the other. Now this genealogy also shows that the lifespans of men quickly decreased after that flood, from nearly a thousand years of a lifespan to several centuries to roughly a century by the time of Abram. So the final section of the chapter sketches out the life of Abram's father Terah and his family, including Abram's two brothers, his wife and his nephew. But together the family moved from ur i believe is how you pronounce it spelled u r but in what is now southern it's now considered southern iraq some 600 miles closer to canaan settling in haran now from haran god will call abram and sarai to leave their home and move into the promised land of canaan and these two will eventually be renamed abraham and sarah two of israel's most crucial ancestors which of course we're going to get into a much more further discussion in that tomorrow um, as we read genesis chapter 12 which by the way let's let's just take a quick peek ahead for a minute let me see what genesis chapter 12 looks okay we're not looking like there's any genealogy all right awesome we're looking like the promises to abraham And then Abram in Egypt. Great. So we don't have to worry about reading through a whole lineage of genealogy. I'll tell you what, there's no way I could do that. There's no way I could do that. So anyways, um, but anyway, very short reading, (laughs) very odd Bible reading, but hey, it is what it is. There's just some things you just, you can't, you can't read. Like, there's just no way. Because again, you know, I find it, it, it is important to read the genealogy, right, of different people in the Bible, it does have a certain relevance to it and has importance. Otherwise, it wouldn't be scripted as text in the holy book. But if we're going to be completely frank with each other, right, and be completely clear with one another, there is absolutely no way that learning the genealogy of this family is going to bring us um, any real significant learning lessons or any type of fulfillment in our heart. At least not for me. I'm just speaking for me. So So anyway, so let's do this. We're going to close it out. It's going to be a fairly shorter show. And then we'll start the next one because that one's going to be a little bit lengthier. So it's kind of probably good that it works out like this. So let's uh, bow our heads and we'll say a quick prayer here. So Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you so very, very much for this day, another day of life and good health. when we appreciate the gift of companionship with our spouses and our significant other thank you for our children for those of us that do have children those of us that are blessed to be grandparents we thank you for them we ask you for continued guidance uh, in our journey in our path in this place that we call life uh, here on earth we just pray that our life um, everything that we're doing in our life is not in vain we we pray that um, we live with intentional meaning and purpose according to your divine plan and uh, when we stray off that path, we just ask that you just, you know, shepherd us back to the path. Uh, no matter how narrow that path may be, please bring us back in. Don't let us get too far off on a detour to where it'll take a little while to get back on course. We, we really kind of want to avoid that. So please keep an eye on us as we will do our best to stay diligent to stay on that path. Um, we ask that you guide our thoughts, guide our words, as well as guide our actions. We got a lot of work to do in this country, uh, returning back to original jurisdiction, but most importantly, returning Christ at the center of everyone's hearts and placing you back at the heart of the family unit and at the heart of the household. Because we can't move forward as a great nation, as a successful self governing nation, without our family solidified and you at the heart of that family. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. That is all. For this episode, again Genesis, not ten, skip ten, and moved right on to eleven. I tell you what, I hope God forgives me on that one because if I hear about this later on, guys, because I I I listen to your counsel. I mean, I got let's see, I got one, two, three. I got a few people here saying skip it, skip it, including my wife. So I'm hoping I won't hear about this from God. So if I hear about this from God, I'm passing the buck guys, I'm I'm just going to tell you right now, if I leave this earth before any of you, I'm passing the buck. I'm like, look, God, I listened to your people that came to the show. All right. Uh, take it up with them. You should let me have a pass here. And he's going to be like, yeah, not even close, buddy. We got a lot more talking to do. I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. So anyway, I hope wherever you're at in the world, you have a great day, great night. And We will see you on the other side for episode 472. And uh, yeah, come join us. And if I don't see you guys on the other side, we'll see you back here tomorrow. All right. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye.